Hey everybody, this is Chance Gilliam, welcoming you to another episode of Chance by Chance, a resource for young creators learning to navigate the professional field. I'm pleased to be bringing you another conversation with a cast member on the Netflix original series, Dear White People. Today's guest is Jamar Michael, who plays Al on the show that I've very much been enjoying. Odds are that you've seen it, but if you haven't, you need to jump on that quickly. Jamar and I actually attended the same high school, St. Paul Conservatory for Performing Artists, although he graduated a few years before I did. After that, he moved to LA and studied at CalArts, but left after two years. You'll hear why in this interview. He then moved back to Minnesota, engaging in some theatrical work for a while. That's where he landed a job on the film, Dear White People, written and directed by Justin Simeon, who also created the Netflix original series. Riding the wave of that movie, he fulfilled his goal of returning to LA. You hear how he started to land jobs and uh, film this show that we've both been enjoying. He lends some advice to young actors, whether you're looking at going to school, you're working in the Twin Cities, or looking to make a transition, or have recently made a transition to a city like Los Angeles or New York. Ashley Blaine Featherson, who plays Joelle on Dear White People, has also appeared on Chance by Chance. You can find that conversation at chancebychance.com and find Jamar on social media and across the internet. He's usually at Jamar Michael, spelled with an X instead of an I, so M-X-C-H-A-E-L. The theme song to this podcast is produced by Josh Johnson. I'll give a link to more of his tunes in the show notes. Thanks, as always, to Josh. But for now, everyone, please enjoy my conversation with the man himself, Jamar Michael. Hey, Jamar, thanks for coming on the show. Yeah, of course, man. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. Oh, just given our point of connection, I think we should start out at SPCPA. Can you tell me uh, how you found the school back in the early days of, of it existing and uh, what you took away from your time there? Um, I was actually in circus school at Circus Juventus, and I had a friend of mine, Zach Morgan, who was going there and told me about the school, and he was the first year it opened. So he was telling me about the school, and I just, I thought it would be great because that year that it had opened was like the same year that Crash came out, and that was my favorite movie at the time, which got me into acting, and then I just decided one day that I had to go to that school and learn how to act. (laughs) And you just did it? Did it uh, take any convincing for your parents or anything like that? I mean, for my parents, or well, my mom, she she just kind of was just like, if that's something you really want to do, then let's do it. She was skeptical because it was a new school. But um, all in all, it was a really great experience. I took a lot away from that school, a lot that a lot of kids actually learn in yeah. college. Like, I found myself doing a lot of repeating. So I was like, I've kind of did this already. Did you head out right after high school? No, I took a year off, actually. I graduated a year early from SBCPA. So I took what would have been my senior year, I took that off, which I think was really good to just make sure that I wanted to figure out what I was doing, see if I actually wanted to go to school. And I ended up going for two years and then left. <laughs> uh, so first of all, what did you do during that uh, year between school? Were you working or uh, auditioning for shows? What what did that consist of? I did a couple shows. I did a couple theater shows. Um, I did one at Minneapolis Theater Garage and one at uh, Children's Theater. 
I wasn't really focused too much on it, just because, like, I had also moved out for the first time, so I was just, like, kind of getting on my own, figuring out my place in the world and how, how to survive as an adult. <laughs> Definitely. And uh, why Cal Arts when you decided to go? Honestly, I had a weird connection from when I saw it online. I had never, like, heard of it before, but I can remember, I think we were in one of my English classes, and I was in, you know, advanced classes, so I was with, like, the juniors and seniors, and they were looking up schools and where they wanted to apply, and I was just doing the same thing, and I was like, ooh, CalArts, this seems cool. Didn't really know, like, the the extent of, like, how small that school is and how selective it is. So I just went, and then I auditioned, and then luckily I got in. But, like, I had no idea, like, anything about the school until I actually got there. Never visited, <laughs> but I just want to be in California. And it ended up being, like, one of the best choices I could make. Why did you leave after two years, then? It got really expensive. <laughs> yeah, col college will do that. Yeah, so, like, for me, I, again, like, I learned a lot. But I also, it was also like a really good refresher because it reminded me of a lot of the stuff that I had learned at SBCPA, which was really great. Then I also really wanted to stay the second year because you learned Shakespeare. And I had never really done Shakespeare and I kind of felt like as an actor, if I'm going to call myself an actor, I should know how to do Shakespeare. So like that was another reason why I wanted to stay the second year because they, like, they, the, they have a program where they'll do like intro to stuff, and then second year is Shakespeare, then your third year is, like, Chekhov, I believe, and your fourth year showcase. So it's like they have, like, a way they do things, but I really wanted to get the Shakespeare part out of the way just because, like, we hadn't really done much of that at SPCPA. So it sounds like you are, yeah, you would, you would recommend school as far if finances are covered. Uh, would you agree with that for young actors? I would say... School is very helpful. I've learned a lot, and I think a lot of people can benefit from it. But at the same time, I also think there are ways of going about, you know, acting and becoming an actor without going to school. Because mm -hmm. there are plenty of teachers and classes, especially out here, who are really good at giving you, like, great advice and teaching you a lot of things. Whereas, like, in school, they'll teach you the background and techniques and, like, the history mm. of acting and, like, the history of theater and where it all starts and where it comes from. Whereas, like, if you just want to act, like, I would recommend just taking acting classes from, like, a really well-known, renowned, like, acting coach. So I think there's, like, ways to go around it, but I definitely wouldn't, like, knock school 100%. But, you know, I think, I think the beauty of school also is, like, at a place at CalArts, is you're not just paying just for the classes and just, you know, for the educational aspect. You're also, like, paying for, the, like, the networking because of the people that you meet and, like, all the connections that they have and, like, that you'll make and that they make. Like, you have a community for life. Do you think there are any uh, good ways to build that same sort of network without going to school? I mean, you mentioned cl uh, classes or workshops for one. But how, how would you go about finding those? I think the nice thing about school is that it does provide you with structure. And when you're on your own, it, c it can be kind of hard to get those things all into place for yourself. 
I think for me, after I did leave, it did take just like a lot of research. Hmm. Like I ended up coming home from CalArts after my second year, right after my 21st birthday. And I was like, hmm. all right, I'm going to go home and it's going to be a business trip and I'm going to come back to L.A. In that time, like I came back home and figured out what I needed to do to get my ass back here. And so then I just started, you know, researching websites like, Minnesota Theater and Film, film projects or theater projects, and would just self-submit. And I would just make sure that I would submit, and I was with more creative back home. And so they would send me on things, and so I would just try and be as proactive as I could. Worked out a bunch, meeting people and taking, you know, pictures with friends who were photographers and meeting them online. You just start to get into, like, little holes online now, which is, like, one of the great things about technology and the internet is that you can find all of these great areas to, you know, help you get to the next step. Definitely. And wasn't uh, that trip back to Minnesota when you got involved with the film, Dear White People? That was the beginning of that. That was the beginning of that. I got a call from my agent, and once she told me about the project, I went and watched the concept trailer and immediately was like, I need to be in this. What's funny is that when I went to my audition, my audition was actually for Reggie, and then the director, Justin, he's like, for shits and giggles, will you read the part of Dreads for me? <laughs> and it ended up being my character now. But in the movie, he was called, he was named Smooth. They changed his name because I didn't have dreads. But how I got cast was after reading one of the outlandish lines that he likes to put in his show. And so I've been on the journey ever since. And wow. it was interesting, like, filming it and then not knowing what's going to happen because it was literally an indie movie with a very small budget. So it was just like, all right, let's film this. It's a really great project, and I feel really good about it. I think it's going to be huge. And that's mm. one of the things that drew me to it was, like, this is a lot bigger than I even think he knows. And it, it has been this just wild ride of just, like, it's, it's been very inspiring for me personally. Just to, like, see my director have his baby and, like, hear his story of just, like, quitting his job and just, like, focusing his time into this script and finally, like, getting it filmed and then going to Sundance, and then from Sundance it gets picked up by Lionsgate to get a nationwide release, to get a worldwide release, to now Netflix wants to make it a series, and now we're in 190 countries. It's crazy, and it's, like I said, it's so inspiring, and just to, like, like, that's one of those things that just, like, solidifies, like, no, you can do whatever you set your mind to, you know, like, especially, like, with Justin and him just saying, you know what, fuck it, I'm, I'm done, I'm focusing on this. I'm not happy, let me make myself happy. And it's a lot of work, of course, but, like, look where he's at now. Like, <laughs> it's a great story to tell. Wow. And looking along those lines, uh, you know, saying you can do anything that you set your mind to, which is so true. You came back to Minnesota knowing you were going to return to L.A. and just hustle. What did you do once you got back to that city? Uh, like, how did you prepare yourself mentally for your time there? And what did you start to do to land jobs and, and the like? Coming out here, it's, 
it's still very difficult. Like, I can't even lie. I mean, I came out here. I wanted to come, make sure that I was out here when the movie got its nationwide release in October just to make sure that I was here for the buzz. Because everything is with timing, and, like, you have to, like, I don't know. I was just trying to be very specific, and I was trying to, you know, figure out my playbook of, like, how am I going to get there? When do I need to get there? And, you know, figure out how I'm going to make this work. Because back home, it's easy to be like, all right, great, I got some new headshots, I've, I've made this real, I've got all this material, I can submit for agents. And, like, right before I left, I did submit for a bunch of agencies and sent out, like, 30 envelopes to, like, all these agencies to see if I could get a meeting. And I got ended up getting one meeting, and they didn't sign me. They just, like, just wanted to meet me and see who I was. It was cool. I took the meeting. But then I actually, coming out here and in doing all of that, my producer, Lena Wade, for the movie, she actually referred me to my manager, who I currently have now, which is Rand Frazier at Authentic. And so I'm with the top company, which is great. And so I don't think I would have had that if I, you know, wasn't out here and, you know, ride the wave of the movie. You know what I mean? It's like kind of got a follow opportunity. Yeah, all about timing. Are there any common mistakes or uh, underused avenues of success that you see young people making or you don't see them taking? Anything you see commonly when people come out to the city? I think one of the things that even I'm learning is that even though you, you booked a job, it doesn't guarantee your next job. That's one of the things that people also don't understand, like people who are in the industry is like, oh, you're on that show, so you must be filming a bunch of stuff now, you're famous. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not. I'm not famous. I'm just on a show, and people in Hollywood still have no idea who I am. <laughs> so it's like, I am still in square one. I've done a co-star for Life and Pieces on CBS, and that was great. But other than that, like, I'm still auditioning. Now, I'm, I've gotten in a lot more rooms, which is, which is what you really want, and that's great. And, like, as long as you're winning the rooms... You're doing your job. So I feel like I've been doing my job. It just, it takes, it takes time to like build up your rapport with these people for them to hey. be like, yes, we'll take you. <laughs> you know, it takes, it takes time. And people, like casting directors are starting to like remember me and recognize me. But like I've been going at this for three and a half years now. So hey. I would hope so. <laughs> so has living in LA also changed your idea of, uh, celebrity status you know you're still working you're still hustling it's a matter of building some momentum it's not like you haven't made at any given moment um, just in like brushing shoulders with your directors and co-workers has it kind of changed the way that you view the industry I mean absolutely like I I love to hear like their journeys like some of like a lot of them have been doing this for a very long time and you know this is like their this is still some of their big breaks this is their break to really like shine where like yeah. I know some of like some of my co-stars they've been on shows they've been series regulars they've done stuff like known stuff on major networks but still aren't quite out there yet so it's like to see them finally like have their moment it's like it's really beautiful and like touching for me because it's like I know one day I'll get there like even like the quote-unquote famous people that I've met it's like it all takes time. Like, it doesn't just happen. Where, like, it's, it's easy for it to seem that way because of how, like, 
the industry like portray things. Like it's easy to be like, oh yeah, Brad Pitt was working at Pollo Loco in a chicken suit, and some random dude found him, and he was just famous as hell. You know, it didn't really happen that way. It's like the shortcut <laughs> version, but, like, you know, everything, like, takes time. And if you're persistent and you do the work, there's got to be at least one time where they're going to say yes. And when they do, it's, like, it's worth it. It's, like, that call you get when they're, like, you're booked or, like, you've got the part, like, it's all worth it. Like, getting years of people saying no to get that one yes, it's, very hard to, like, work through, but, like, if you can stay persistent, it's definitely worth it. The patience pays off. Yeah, that's what I'm learning is patience. <laughs> patience is the key to this journey. <laughs> and keeping yourself happy in other ways that aren't just through acting. Yeah. But how do you keep yourself happy? Recently, I've been on Depop. <laughs> I've been recently on there. And I've been thrifting, and I've been wanting to design a clothing line, starting with t-shirts. I'm really obsessed with the infatuation of the infatuation of Supreme. At like In L.A., it is like one of the most sought-out brands out here. And what I find so interesting is the fascination of it. Because there's guys who literally line up on Fairfax, and they take shifts, and they just sit in chairs waiting for new merchandise to, like, drop so they wow. can sell it online. And this merchandise is, like, relatively cheap, like $40 for a T-shirt. But because there's only limited quantities, there's the shirts go online, and they're selling them for, like, $100, $150. Like, it's just crazy. So, like, that's, like, what I've currently been into recently is, like, all right, I want to start a T-shirt company <laughs> and then being at this flea market today, I'm like, I could definitely do this. That's one of the things that have definitely sparked my interest that have been getting me out of my, like, my funk. You know, you're you're riding good waves of castings and you're feeling really good. But even though you, like, with movies, it's like you never know. And, like, it's it's harder out here. It's like this is this is the big leagues once you're out in L.A. and, like, New York, like, I had big fish, small pond syndrome when I was back in Minnesota. So, like, being out here is like, nope, you're just, you're just a little fish with a bunch of, with a bunch of fish yeah. that are of different sizes in this huge ocean. Yeah. Switching gears a little bit, I, I've read a couple of places that body image is important to you. Can you talk at all about the importance of, like, eating healthy and working out and those sorts of things, the role it plays in your life? I used to be very overweight. I was at least like 230 when I was in seventh, eighth grade, which was like my max. And I got like teased with that, but I got always a big kid. And then like I started doing theater. I started, I did my first musical, which was high school musical at the Children's Theater. We had like 100 shows. And in doing that, I lost like 50 pounds. Wow. So like doing that show, but I was also, I had just started like, the intermediate advanced classes in circus because I was still doing that. So that was also helping. But it was mostly the show because of rehearsals and all the dancing that we did. We had like seven numbers. Yeah, I lost a lot of weight from that. And so after that, I just, I've continued my journey from there just because I know that like heart issues are a thing and like high blood pressure and cholesterol are a thing in my family. And I'm just, I've come to the point in my life where I I know that 
I only get one body, so I need to take care of it. Especially if I'm going to be on camera, you know, taking pictures or trying to film, I need to keep healthy and keep my body looking as young as it can for as long as it can. Yeah. <laughs> I like it. And uh, just being respectful of your time, coming towards the end here, I'm going to throw some rapid fire questions your way. For sure. What advice would you give to your 18-year-old self? I would tell my 18-year-old self to just breathe. Relax, <laughs> like be patient, everything will be okay. Because I know at 18, for me, it was a very rough time, but you'll get through it and you're going to be fine. Yeah. Who else in your uh, community are you impressed by? Who do you think is doing good work? Michaela Cole is awesome. I really like chewing gum. <laughs> I just finished Queen Sugar, which is pretty fire. Yeah, that's what I got so far. I like doing good work. Yeah, I mean, in Master of None, I finished that. I love Aziz. Um, I mean, my show's pretty fire. <laughs> <laughs> Your white people's pretty fire. <laughs> you know what I'm, what I'm really excited for? I'm really excited for Black Panther. Like, we gotta wait till February, but yeah, I'm ready. I'm ready for Black Panther. Hey, patience pays off. It's always the key. Yes, patience is key. <laughs> Jamar, where can people find you online? You can find me online at Jamar Michael, J-E-M-A-R-M-X-C-H-A-E-L, on any social media. Well, thank you so much for taking the time to talk to me. Of course, man. Thank yeah. you for having me. Congrats on the show, and uh, I look forward to everything to come. Yes, man. Thank you so much. If you've enjoyed this podcast and found the work of Chance by Chance to be valuable, you can support it by going to chancebychance.com. The best thing to do there is going to be signing up for the newsletter on the homepage because it's a doorway to pretty much everything I have to say. You'll hear about new episodes, upcoming events, ways to support the podcast, etc., etc. In terms of support, you can definitely visit the support page on that website. Uh, in addition to leaving reviews and ratings on iTunes and donating per episode via Patreon, which have been linked on there for a while, there's now an Audible affiliate program. I love Audible and listen to audiobooks on a daily basis. I have for the past couple of years, and I'm partnering with them to bring you all free 30-day trials. I get a small commission every time one of you signs up using the link on that page. So if you want to support the podcast and get a free audiobook out of it, check that out. There's also a one-time donate button. It's just a black box that says donate on that page. So if you have been enjoying the show and making use of it in your own life and work, please consider giving some money there. Every episode of Chance by Chance, we're at over 30 now, has been free and will continue to be free. So while you might pay for a concert, an album, a movie, a book, uh, this is all free content. If you have been making use of it, please consider giving whatever you can there. And best of all, be sure to share this with your friends, your family, your coworkers. Keep spreading the message. I'll keep doing the work. And uh, keep engaging with me. I love hearing from all of you, whether that's posting on social media, sending me a private message, or just responding to that email once you've signed up for the newsletter. Until next time, everyone. Thank you very much for listening.